Welcome to Sunday Worship at St. Matthew's Baptist Church, led by our senior pastor of over 34 years, Dr. Raymond M. Gordon Sr. Our worship service is made up of three facets, information, invocation, and inspiration. Information consists of pertinent topics that Pastor Gordon would like to share with you to engage and edify. Invocation consists of prayer and preparation for worship. Inspiration consists of our praise to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and pastor's delivery of the word. St. Matthews, we are totally committed to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Jesus is God the Son and the Son of God. It is our desire that you become saved right where you sit by professing your belief in Jesus Christ and asking him into your life. The Bible says that Jesus our Savior died for all your sins. He was buried and rose on the third day with all power in his hands. To be saved, just pray this prayer with me right now. Lord Jesus, I believe you died for my sins, was buried, and rose on the third day. I believe you are God the Father's only begotten Son. Lord, come into my life and save my soul. If you've done that, email 
call or write us so we can send you written materials on your newfound faith. We have a ministry for your entire family. love to invite you to our online service here at St. Matthew's Baptist Church under the direction of our senior pastor, Dr. Raymond M. Gordon Sr. Here at St. Matthew's, pastor has been preaching the word of God, rightly dividing it with truth and transparency for over 33 years. We've seen thousands of lives transformed. Even though we're living through an unprecedented time, and even though our church is closed due to the pandemic, we'd love for you to download our SMBC app through your Google Play Store or through the Apple App Store for real-time live updates. Additionally, we'd like for you to follow us on Instagram at SMBChurchNJ or on Facebook at St. Matthew's Baptist Church of Williamstown, New Jersey. In addition to that, we'd love for you to subscribe to our YouTube channel at SMBCTV where you can learn about our online services, our Wednesday night core Bible studies, and even our Zoom schedules at this time. Finally, don't forget to remain faithful through your giving by tithing online through our church website or by using our SMBC app or by mailing in your tithes to our church address at P.O. Box 817, Williamstown, New Jersey, 08094. Have a blessed day. Do you know what November is? It's Pastor Gordon's pastoral anniversary, and this year we are celebrating 33 years of his dedication and devotion to Jesus Christ and our congregation. We want everyone to let this man of God feel our love and appreciation for him. So we're asking that you would send in your words of love and appreciation as well as your love gift, either via online or by mail. If you're gonna send it online, here's how. Go to www.stmatthewsbc.org forward slash giving. Click on pay now under events. If you're gonna give by mail, we ask that you send it to St. Matthew's Baptist Church P.O. Box 817, Williamstown, New Jersey, 08094. Please make sure that your check is made out to Pastor Gordon and that you place anniversary gifts in the memo section. Let's celebrate our pastor, a man after God's own heart. May God bless you. I just want to say happy anniversary and thank you for everything you do for the youth and for the church. Miss you and hope you're doing well. Happy anniversary, Pastor. I just want to say thank you for all you do in the youth ministry. It's greatly appreciated, and I hope you enjoy your day and 33rd year preaching. Happy anniversary, Pastor. Thank you so much for everything that you've done for the youth ministry. We love you and we miss you. We love you, love you, Pastor. Love you, Pastor. Hello, Pastor. You are my spiritual hero. God bless you and have 33 more great years. Congratulations, Pastor. You're an awesome pastor teacher. Pastor, on behalf of myself and the counseling ministry, we congratulate you for 33 years as our amazing pastor. Congratulations. Awesome teacher, guardian of our souls. I love you. 30 more years, 33 more years is great. Thank you. Happy anniversary, Pastor, celebrating 33 years. We thank you for your great spiritual leadership and your faithfulness to God's word. Pastor, thank you for preaching the word in season and out of season. Congratulations on 33 years to you, Sister G, and your entire family. We love you. Thank you, Pastor, for having such a dynamic, effective, and effectual <laughs> ministry. We thank you. God bless you. Pastor Gordon, on behalf of all the deacons and deaconess at St. Matthew's Baptist Church, we congratulate you on your 33 years of faithful service to this church. We thank God for your dynamic leadership, for your drive and your determination. We love you and God bless you. Pastor Dr. Gordon, on the behalf of St. Matthew's Baptist Church elders, ministers, and ministers in training, we commend you, salute you, and even applaud you for your 33 years of continuous and faithful service. God bless you, and God continue to anoint and appoint you.
Are you ready for the word? Praise the matchless name of Jesus. We greet you in that name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus Christ, every knee shall bow. We thank God for our King, our Lord, our Messiah. We thank God for the potentate of paradise. Truly, he is worthy to be praised. I want to thank God for the arrangers of this program, our tech people. I want to thank God for our praise singers, our youth. Thank God for our young adults and your greetings. We love you. We thank God for you. Truly, God is an awesome, awesome God. And I'm just getting stronger. And not weaker, stronger. Amen. I want to thank God for you and want to thank God for all of you that send cards and monetary gifts for my anniversary. We love you. Thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. Thank God for our church body. We miss you. We love you. And we are praying for us to come back together again in holy worship. Truly, God is an awesome God. Just by way of an announcement, we will be airing a Thanksgiving message Thursday at 10 a.m. in the morning on Thanksgiving. I want you to be safe. Stay spaced and uh, use every precaution, amen, so that you don't 
catch this virus, we also, again, are uh, asking that you would be faithful to the Lord and uh, give online, give the P.O. Box 817 Williamstown, New Jersey, 08094. Truly God is an awesome God. We are beginning a series on commitment today, commitment. We finished conflict, we're on commitment, and the first two uh, sermons will be commitment to the faith, and then commitment to the family, commitment, amen, to our fortitude, our focus, our fruit bearing. We're going to be dealing with what commitment entails. Um, Some people may be saved, but they're not committed. Uh, Yeah, and uh, some people are weak, wounded, and worn out because they are not, listen, connected properly to the vine. If you abide in me and my words abide in you. It's a two-way street that sap is flowing both ways to strengthen us. And every time we get weak and wounded and want to throw the towel in, uh, that abiding factor, staying close to the Lord, comes to fruition. We are able to maintain. We are able to stand still. We are able to be strengthened in him. Hallelujah. So this commitment to the faith, we're in 1 Timothy, and, and uh, uh, Timothy, uh, this is a pastoral epistle, First and Second Timothy, amen, um, Titus, they are pastoral epistles written by the Apostle Paul, as Paul is encouraging Timothy in the faith, in his fortitude, in his finish, in his function, yeah, in his fight. Paul continues to encourage young Timothy, his son in the faith, amen. And and one of the things we want to bring out in first chapter, and, and some of this we've kind of covered before, it says in verse 2, uh, unto, uh, amen, my own son in the faith, not his actual son, his adopted son in the faith, grace, love we don't deserve, mercy, what God's not giving us that we do deserve, and peace, where God stops storms from God in the Lord, amen, uh, Jesus Christ, our Savior. So one of the things we're looking at this morning is God's will, God's watering, and God's worship. We start dealing with this matter of um, a call to commitment, a call to commitment. Remember, Jesus started out with 70 disciples, and uh, 58 of them turned back. And he turned to the 12 and said, will you also leave? And Peter said, where shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. It's not how you start out, it's how you end up. So um, as we look at this commitment, And I want to really try to elaborate. Commitment is not church membership. Commitment is not casually coming to church or casually picking up your dusty Bibles. That's not commitment. Commitment, amen, is an inner persuasion of duty, demonstration, and dedication in spite of our difficulties. When we look at this word commitment, this word commitment is an inner conviction to continue when you feel like quitting, complete the task and carry out the will of God. Commitment is a verb that means to work. And the Greek word prasso P-R-A-S-S-O, is to practice. It is to practice a work, Lord have mercy, amen, of faith. Commitment means, in this text, to guard, Lord have mercy. We must guard what God has entrusted to us. We got to guard it. It's a treasure. 
It is the, amen, entrustment of a treasure. And, and, and so uh, commitment is to guard, but is to give, is to grow, is to glorify. And this commitment is costly. It's costly. It's costly. I'm, I'm, I'm holding up. It's costly. And it demands caution. Now listen to this. It's costly and it demands caution, but also, amen, this commitment of guarding this treasure, amen, is to endure conflict. You, you, you and I uh, must understand what commitment is all about. Practicing a work, entrusting into our midst a treasure. I'm going to deal with that. Amen. And it is the ability and of inner persuasion of duty. Demonstration, dedication. Commitment. Commitment is not for the fragile, the weak. Commitment is to the strong. John says young children, those that just got saved, he's writing to three groups of people. Young men, you are strong and you love the word of God. Fathers, you love the God of the word. Wow. If you are going to glorify God, you've got to be committed. Meaning, you've got to live something that's dear to you and embrace Jesus. Jesus put it clearly when he was dealing with the cost of discipleship to disciples. He said, if any man, woman or child, come after me, let him, here it is, deny himself. You are not first. You're not self-centered. You're not uh, concerned about all of your life. Let him deny himself. Take up his cross. All of us got a cross. And follow me. Mm. Think about Paul is writing to young Timothy, a son in the faith. He's cautioning Timothy, although you're tender, you got to be tough. Mm. Although you're fleshly, you got to live by faith. Timothy had problems, as we all do. As every last one of us have. I'm tired of Christians omitting themselves from the obvious scriptures of weaknesses. That is, none of us deserve to be saved. And we're going to talk about grace. And when you understand what grace is, we're, we're saints by calling. Kaleo is the Greek word. God called us into this life of salvation. Ah! He elected us. He entrusted a treasure to us. Lord, have mercy. You didn't get saved because you came to your senses. You didn't get saved because you grew up in church. No, we're saints by calling. And there's power in the call. He never calls anybody without the power. Can I get a witness? That, that is, when you begin to look at young Timothy, his son in the faith, his mother Eunice and his mother Lois and his grandmother Eunice deposited a true faith in Timothy from a young child. And, and I want to thank God for my parents and grandparents who deposited a faith in me. I had to go to Sunday school. I had to go to church. Had to go to VBS. Had to pray at night. Had to pray before I ate. Had to, had to oh, y'all ain't listening to me. There, there was a deposit in me even before I got saved. Bring up a child in the way they should go. And when they get old, they will not depart. Prodigal son came to a census and went back home. Hmm. Because there was something deposited in him by his father. When he wasted all of his goods 
he start talking to himself. You know, sin will make you talk to yourself. Trouble will make you talk to yourself. He said, why am I sitting here begging to eat with pigs when my father owns a mansion? Here's what I'm going to do on my way home. I'm going to repent. I'm going to say, Father, I have sinned. Uh, Amen. I was wrong. I sinned against you in heaven. And I'm back. And I don't need to be your precious son. Just make me a hand servant. Little did he know the father was waiting for him. Luke 15. With open arms. That's the way God waits for us when we come back to our senses. So the first thing that we we begin to see in this... um, Um, message of commitment to the faith, commitment to the faith, and we we see the need for our commitment to the faith. Chapter 1, verses 11 to 15, that is, listen to this, that God has entrusted a treasure into our midst. Mm. That, That is, God Amen, wants us to demonstrate that he's involved in our lives. Now, now, now let me stop, pause, and part. Um, Timothy's name, who means one who honors God, and Timothy, of course, uh, it was, was raised by a great mother and grandmother, uh, and, and there's three things that Timothy was entrusted that Paul is telling him to protect and guard Amen. The message of the gospel. Amen. The ministry of guidance by the Holy Spirit and the mandate, hallelujah, amen, of glorifying his name. When you look at these three things, I want to look at chapter 1, verse 11. Follow with me now. Come on, look at your Bibles. Dust them off according to... To the glorious gospel. Now stop, pause and part. Paul wrote this under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. God breathed without error. What is Paul talking about the glorious gospel? He says, verse 11, and please don't miss this. According, because prior to according, he's talking about the type of people that God saved. Whoremongers, no good hell-bound, messed up, but according, hallelujah, to the glorious gospel of the blessed God. Paul is dealing with the message. The reason the gospel is glorious is because of the person. The person is Jesus Christ who left Heaven to come to earth to die. Prepare me a body. Ah. He humbled himself. Took on human flesh. Came in a a makeshift delivery room where cows and sheep stared at him. He burst into time. 100% God, 100% man. It's glorious because of his person. It's glorious Because of his privileges, he has all the attributes of God. He is God. He's God the Son and the Son of God. You better know he's the Son of God and he's God the Son. Not only his person, his privileges, but his punishment. He who knew no sin became sin that he might free us from the penalty of sin. He became a sacrifice He endured God's anger against sin. He was holy within himself, but he subjected himself to death for the sins of the world, the world of humanity. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believed in him should not perish but have eternal life. That is the glorious gospel because of the preeminence of Jesus Christ. Boy, that's deep. It's glorious. It's a message that can stop you from going to hell. It's a mandate. Uh, It's a ministry 
of reconciliation, 2 Corinthians 5.17, that he has given to every born-again believer. We ought not be sitting up, amen, like the world. We ought to be out there reconciling somebody else back to God through the ministry of reconciliation. Paul, Paul gave Timothy that mandate, your message, your ministry, and your mandate will involve conflict, take courage, it's a calling, hallelujah, but you've got to be committed. It's a duty. It's a demonstration. It's a dedication. It's an entrustment of treasure into your hands. My God. That is, Paul deals with the need Hallelujah, of the commitment of faith. You got folks sitting in the church every Sunday. Not now, but they were. Have no more commitment to the message, the ministry, or the mandate than the man the moon. They have been severed. They have been put to sleep. Lord, have mercy. They have become insensitive to the souls of men who are going to hell. That is, and I want to thank God for Paul's letter to Timothy. Timothy pastored the church at Ephesus. Timothy was young. Timothy was uh, fearful, very fearful. Timothy had some issues, as we all do, as we all do. As we, yeah, all do. God doesn't call perfect people. God is perfect. He calls imperfection. And he grows them up. He, amen, he saturates them with his word. He gives them power of the principles. Amen. To persuade others through their testimony. Hallelujah. I I could never go back. Oh, I can slip and fall. I can mess up. Uh, I can sin, but I can never go back. I've seen too much light. I can never go back because Jesus is Lord. He sits high and he looks low. He's king of kings. I'm preaching up in this place. He's Lord of lords. Not Buddha, not Hindu, not Confucius, no other God but Jesus. He's the only true and living God, and he has entrusted us with his treasure. Lord, have mercy. Why are you sitting on your butt when he has entrusted you with a treasure? Why don't you pray? Why don't you read your word? Why don't you go out and try to win others for Christ? Why are you asleep? Why are you intipid? Why are you lukewarm? The need for the commitment of faith. Mm. If any man will come after me, this is discipleship. This, this is not salvation. This is discipleship. Let him deny himself. Stop worrying about you, yourself. Stop worrying about your feelings. Stop worrying about, amen, this and that. Uh, Deny yourself. Take up your cross. Ah, And follow me. God's will is to understand the need of commitment in the faith. We could get saved today and may take years just to learn about the need to be committed to the faith. Mm, My God. Great Christian writers have toiled with this. Bonhoeffer and others, Martin Luther and others who knew Jesus and knew the price you had to pay to get close to Jesus. 
That is, he moves from the need of the commitment to the faith to the nurturing of the commitment to the faith. This is not demonstration, this is display. I want you, I want you to look at, uh, Lord have mercy, hang in there with me. Look at verse 16. In, in fact, let's go back up because I didn't read it all. Verse 13, verse, verse 12, he says, and I thank God, this is my first point, the need for the commitment. Uh, thank God, amen, through Christ, and amen, our Lord, who hath, listen to this, enabled me. Mm. He enabled me for that he, what? Counted me faithful, putting me into the ministry. Now, now that's a mouthful. You see the word me, you see the pronoun me. Me had nothing to do with it. He enabled me. Ah, God came in and changed some things around. God came in and channeled some things. God came in and challenged some things. He enabled me to care more about him than about football and baseball. More about him than making money. More about him, Lord have mercy, than unlisted sex. More about him than running the world. More about him than being happy. You got to give everything up if God is going to use you. Oh, Lord. That is, when you, when you, when you look at Amen. If you look at your Bible, don't look at me, look at your Bible. And the Bible says in verse, amen, 14, and the grace, love we don't deserve, of our Lord, amen, was exceedingly abundant with, Lord have mercy, faith and love which is in Christ. Jesus. Look at verse 15. This is a faithful saying, amen, and worthy of all acceptation that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. And Paul says, of whom I'm chief. Now, 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 let me stop pausing part because I, I know some of us can't do this. We think more about ourselves than we do the truth of God. Paul says, I'm chief. Of all the sinners that ever existed, I'm chief. You, you got to see yourself as chief sinner before the Lord can do something with you. You, you can't come to God, well, every once in a while I slip up. You a liar and the truth ain't in you. We sin in thought, word, deed, motive, and attitude. We sin by omission and commission. Omission is when we don't even know we sinning. Ah! Commission is when we know we're about to sin, but sin anyhow. Lord, have mercy. Paul says, I'm chief sinner. I killed Christians. I locked them up. Acts 9. Till I got knocked down on that Damascus road. And I said, who are you, Lord? He said, I'm Jesus. Paul, it's hard for you to kick against the pricks. You can't fight me, Paul. I'm Lord. The need. We now look at verse 16, the nurturing. I'm coming in. And, and, and here's what he says. He says in, in this 16th verse, and I want you to see it because it's deep. He says in, in, in verse 16, uh, how... Uh, how be it for this cause I listen amen I Paul amen uh, he, he said uh, obtain mercy that in me first display I Paul obtain mercy now, now, now if I'm going to minister the message and the ministry and the mandate I got to know what God has done in my life. 
I obtained mercy. God felt sorry for me. When I was sinning, when I was in rebellion, ah, when I was out there doing my thing, God felt sorry for me. He had mercy upon me. Verse 16, are you with me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hanging it with me, hanging it with me. I preach from the word. Uh, amen. He, he had mercy. Amen. Uh, hallelujah. That in me first he might show forth, listen, uh, all of suffering for pattern to them which should hereafter be, listen, uh, amen, uh, 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 there on him to life everlasting. That God showed me something before he could use me. Mm. Display. Display. And as long as I'm in this display, I can have mercy on other people. I can be patient and I can persevere with other people. I can put up, I can give and forgive other people. Because I understand where God bought me from. Oh, I'm preaching up in here now. You can't preach what you have not lived. And God allows you to have pain when you preach. The pain keeps reminding me of where the Lord bought me from. Oh, folks, you say the Lord bought me from a mighty long way. <laughs> he didn't say a short way, a long way. The Lord, amen, was long-suffering. The Lord uh, was patient. There is a need, hallelujah, there is a nurturing. God sets us up in the body of Christ to help grow others through our, through our spiritual gifts. 1 Corinthians 12, Ephesians 4. Amen. God, Romans chapter uh, 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 12, God uses the gifts that he has given us to help nurture the body. Listen to pastor. Huh. That we, we are in a position to help others grow, to help others learn how to give, to help others glorify almighty God. And we got to be careful that our doctrine is right. Amen. We got to be careful that our dedication to him is right. We're not doing it for show. We're not doing it to be seen. We're not doing it to be complimented. We're doing it for Jesus. <sighs> he's, he's dealing. Oh, God. I get so excited about this stuff because the reason I get excited because I have seen the progressions of growth in my own spiritual life. From the time I was saved to where I am now, I see how the Lord brought me forth. I see mistakes I made that I'm not making anymore by the grace of God. I, I, I see my thinking is not split world and heaven. Can I get a witness? That, that is, child of God, Paul is impacting upon Timothy. Timothy, if you're going to do this thing, if you're going to be in this ministry, and Timothy was on his missionary uh, 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 journeys uh, from Acts 13 on, Timothy was there with him when he walked into Philippi when a man in Macedonia stood up in a vision and said, come over and help us. Timothy and Paul and Silas was together. Child of God, you got to understand that you got to go through something. For you are committed. Mm. God's got to bring pain and privilege. God's got to bring struggle and strength. God's got to bring sufficiency to prove to you that he's able. Can I get a witness? There, there is a school for the saints. The school is we got to go through struggles. If you think getting saved meant that all your problems are going, you out of your military mind. They just started. You got to walk with him. You got to worship him. You got to welcome him in. 
you got to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. You not only have to trust, you got to transfer. When things come in you can't handle, give them to the Lord. Your triumph is in him, not in you. Lord, I can't handle this, but I need you to take it. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Trust in the Lord with all thy heart, lean not to thy own understanding. All thy ways and knowledge him he shall direct thy path. The Lord is my refuge. The Lord is my strength. The Lord is my high tower. The Lord is. Lord, have mercy. My victory. Mm. Timothy, there's a need and there's a nurturing. Whom have you nurtured in the faith? I'm not talking about just teaching concepts of life in the faith. Whom have you encouraged ah, to trust Jesus? Just trust him. Just, just. I'm giving you an entrusted treasure. Just trust Jesus. When people are in trouble, every other word ought to be Jesus. I often tell our counselors, and I'm going to thank our counselors and our deacons and our ministers, great people that are here, our elders, thank, we love you all. But I, I always tell our counselors, you are never to build a bridge from a person who's hurting to you. You build a bridge from them to Jesus. You need to get out of the picture. Well, call me if you have problems. Who are you? Teach them how to fish. They won't keep asking you for fish. They need to go to Jesus. Your counsel ought to be, let me establish in your life, amen, when you get in trouble, where you ought to call. But they that call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Mm, my God. And for 33 years, by the grace of God, I've been teaching people how to call on him. Who he is. Not who I am. I'm nothing. I'm a dirty, no good sinner saved by grace. And I'm still leaking oil. I'm still leaking oil. God's got to fill my holes. Do I have a witness? Ah, you, you ought to be thankful for who he is. The need, the nurturing of commitment. Peter says, desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. John said in John chapter 8, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. It's that deposit word that gives us victory. It's that word of God. That word that cannot come back void, empty. That word that will accomplish what it sets out to do. That word which is far more exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think to the only wise God. Our manual for victory is the word of God. Well, what does the word say? Can I get a witness? That, that is, child of God, he, he moves from the need for the commitment of faith, which is a demonstration, to the... Uh, uh, he moves to the nurturing of the commitment of faith. Raymond Gordon, who have you nurtured? Whom have you convinced whom have you taught? Whom have you laid out my principles to? Whom have you displayed my word to? 
Peter, feed my sheep. Take care of my lambs. Feed my sheep. We're not feeding with grass. Feeding with the word of God. He closes this section on not God's will and God's watering of the word, but God's worship in verses 17 and 19. I want you to see this. And, and, and uh, Paul is dealing with, and I'm going to read verses 17 and 19 because I want you to see this. So often we cite scripture and then never go back to it. Noun, hallelujah, this is worship, unto the king eternal. Amen. The king eternal. The king eternal. Immortal. Doesn't die. Do I have a witness? Invisible. Look, look at those adjectives. Hallelujah. Uh, he, he, he goes on to say, amen, that this is God all by himself. Amen. The God, and what he implies, who's able to cause you to worship him as you finish your fight in the faith. He deals with God's favor. That's our privileges. Now, now let me stop, pause, and park. I'm coming in. Every spiritual privilege I have is God's favor. It's grace. The reason I didn't kill you 10 years ago because of grace. Love you don't deserve. The reason I'm patient with you is because of grace. The reason I keep rescuing you and your children is because of grace. Uh, the reason I'm with you is because of grace. Lord have mercy. It's not that you deserve it. It's grace. Amazing grace. How sweet the sound that saved the wretch. Like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. I was blind, but now I see. It was grace that taught my heart to fear. Grace. God's favor, then God's uh, fruitfulness. This produce that came out of my life. Uh, Lord have mercy. I get letters and cards and calls from people who have relocated to Florida, to California, and to other places. Pastor, you played a significant part in my life by teaching me the unadulterated word of God. You were transparent. You didn't try to protect your reputation. You told us how you fell. You told us how you fell short. You told us that the same God that you are telling us to trust in is a patient God. He's a preserving God. He's a powerful God. He's a loving God. Favor. Fruitfulness. Fellowship finish Paul says now the king eternal invisible immortal ah, who alone is wise hallelujah he's all wise all giving all loving he's glorifying we worship him yeah because he's faithful. We worship him because he's fruitful. We worship him because he gives us fortitude. We worship him because he's glorified. My God today. Paul closes the first chapter out when he tells Timothy this charge I commit unto thee. Now, you know why we can act 
as crazy as we can act and claim to love God because we, we don't have a sense of charge. I have a charge to keep and a God to glorify. Mm. That is, Timothy, I'm charging you, I'm, I'm charging you, according to the prophecies, verse 16, and then he gets down to verse 17. I'm coming in, hanging there with me. He's telling Timothy, not only are you under charge, but you got to hold faith as a good, with a good conscience. Now, your conscience is not your God. The Holy Spirit is your God. Your conscience can be cluttered. Your conscience is that mechanism that speaks to you from a fleshly nature. Lord, have mercy. If your conscience is seared, you're sinning. If your conscience is cleared, the Holy Spirit has given you victory. Ah. He says, having a good conscience, which some having put away concerning faith. What is faith? Faith is the substance of things, oh, for evidence of things not seen. Amen. Putting away faith, listen, have made shipwreck. And he goes on to name Alexander and Hymenius and others who started out in the faith but became shipwrecked. They crash into an iceberg because they didn't keep their eyes on Jesus. We can start out one way and end up another. Lord, have mercy. He, he deals with this entrusted treasurer, this commitment to the faith. We're going to deal with commitment to the family when we get to the family, but this commitment to the faith is a work, a practice, a dedication, a demonstration, a duty. This commitment to the faith is God holding you accountable. He's entrusting a treasure into your midst. What do you God has charged me to preach the word in season, preach it out of season. By the Spirit, by the power of the Holy Spirit, live what you preach. Don't say one thing and do another. Lord, have mercy. Be loud. Stand still. Stand flat-footed. Don't be afraid of their faces. Preach the word. Preach the word. Preach the word. Timothy, preach it. Preach it when they like it. Preach it when they don't like it. Preach it when they struggle. Preach it when they don't struggle. Preach it. Why? Because the word of God is a light unto my path and a lamp unto my feet. We praise God for his person, his preeminence. He came and died on the cross for my sins. He was buried three days and on the third day he got up with all power in his hands. And because he lives, we live. We are seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. He has entrusted to us a treasure. It's called a commitment to the faith. Are you committed this morning? Or are you just casual in what you believe? Are you committed to Jesus? Are you committed to his word? Are you committed to his watering? Are you committed to his will? Are you committed to his worship? He's Lord. He's Lord. He's Lord. God bless you. Have a great Thanksgiving. We love you. Have a great day. Did you know you can give using your smartphone? The method is simple, safe, and speedy. To get using this method, search for the SMBC app in your iOS or Google Play Store and download. Then launch the app and click on the Give button. Or feel free to give through our website, 
go to www.stmatthewsfbc.org, click Donation, and fill out the St. Matthews Secure Contribution and Payment Form. No weapon formed against man shall prosper, it won't work. No weapon formed against man shall prosper, it won't work. Did you know you can work. give using your smartphone? No the method is simple.